podcast called Live in the Stream comes to you each week. Streaming recommendations during NFL season, it's not just tongue and cheek. Quarterback, defense, tight end recommendations based on opposition matchups. Here are your podcast hosts, JJ Zacharyson and Danny Carter, Live in the Stream. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Living the Stream. I'm J.J. Zacharyson, the late-round quarterback, and I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Craig Carter. <laughs> you went with the formal, wow. Yeah, I decided to yeah. change it up. Yeah, yeah, well, I, uh, it was a, a pretty good week, too, I must say, although I don't think that I'm going to get over that um, that Geno touchdown that was not. Yeah, yeah, the, the curly touchdown? Yeah, I think I'm just going to not get over that for the entire year. If, if it's all the same to our listeners, I'm, I'm just going to probably talk about that for the rest of the season. Were you on Gino and Daly this week? Uh, yeah. 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 I had him, I had him in pretty much every tournament uh, lineup. And, um, oh, man, that was, that could have made, could have made a difference in the old bankroll. Yeah. But we'll just forget about it. He got that, uh, his Konami on, though, and got that rushing touchdown. Yeah. Oh, man. And, you know, I mean, just it was just like this kick in the ribs where you know it, it all happens, and I'm I'm freaking out, and then, and then you know, but anyway, I mean, he was still a top uh, top eight quarterback. For yeah. The week. Oh yeah, he's solid. He's a he's a QB sixteen now after two weeks. Nice, which right. is solid after after. Of course, I recommended him. You know, week one more so than week two, just because he was on the road last week. But um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was solid week two all around. I would say. Yeah, I mean, uh, I um, I'm just looking at the at, at tight ends right now. I'm sure we'll go over this in a minute, but I mean, it is like a who's who of streamers. Oh yeah, uh, for for week one, two. One, so that is good to see. One of my favorite moments of I I really think that everything went positively for me at least from a fantasy perspective when it comes to recommending people and playing. And daily was amazing to me this week, but. The, the one thing that didn't go our way, or, or probably 99% of fantasy analysts' way, was the Tennessee Titans offense. Oh. That was the oh. one thing. I think everyone was, was on. Uh, lesson learned. We should know better. We do this all the time. We all know that like it's it's the reverse. It's it's the jinx. A- everyone Everyone's in on them, so, so they're not going to perform. Yeah, you know, I, I, I faded uh, the, the Titans in, uh, in, in daily yeah, me most. Too. Um, because I just, I, well, in, in tournaments, especially cause I just knew, you know, that everybody's going to be on locker and, um, but I did play locker in a couple of redrafts, including my all important family league. And Oh boy, I was, yeah. I was, uh, I was stressing out. Yeah. And, and I'm, and you know, I'm, I'm the same way. I didn't, I didn't really play them in daily. I had some Justin Hunter in there, but, um, you know, season long, you didn't really have a choice otherwise, if you're, if you're a streamer, especially a quarterback with Jake locker. Um, and he was my number one streamer last week. I'm trying to keep track of my number one guys each week. So now with Carson Palmer in week one, Locker in week two, I'm now in that QB ten ish range, which is which is still better than Drew Brees. So so that's good. <laughs> hey, what do you know? <laughs> so that still feels good. What my my favorite moment though of of last week was I uh, I love how we're being total fantasy douches right now. Um, oh yeah, we are. We're talking about our own teams. And, and in case you didn't know, listeners. That's that's the definition of a fantasy douche. He the fantasy douche himself once described himself or once told you know people what what that means and it is really good description of basically what we're doing. We're <laughs> we're pretending we're pretending like you 
give a crap about our fantasy yeah. team. Any, anyone cares how much money I made on DraftKings or what my <laughs> records are in my fantasy leagues. But no one cares. No one. No one. But something fun. I'm in the going. I'm in Mike Clay's going deep league, which is just crazy. There's the lineups are insane. You're starting six wideouts, three running backs, a f- super flex, a quarterback, and two tight ends. My two tight ends this week, Antonio Gates and Niles Paul. Come on. And that was after Jamal Charles got hurt for me. So that, that was that was pretty fun. Oh, must be nice. Man. Yeah. Pretty pretty fortunate, but I live the stream, man. Yeah. I live the I stream. Mean, I was I, I I'm I'm pumped because I was I, I love old guys, you know this, and Antonio Gates is an old guy. So I, I, I have a lot of Antonio Gates out there, so it, it really helped me this week watching him score three touchdowns against the Seahawks defense. That's that's awesome. Yeah, no, I mean you're you are uh, you have a thing, you know, for the old guys. But uh, guy. last week, it definitely team, <laughs> team mature. Yeah, t- team two thousand eight all stars. Yeah, yeah, it's good. I love it. Yeah. Except Fred Jackson hasn't done a thing. Oh yeah, uh, it sucks. Anyway, so our, our streamers last week, we did have Niles Paul. He lived the stream pretty hard last week. He did uh, tight end four, uh, uh, twenty three point nine PPR points. Man, I mean, couldn't ask for more. Ten targets. Yeah, and we had uh, Larry. Is it Donnell? Is that is that how you actually yeah. pronounce it? Yeah, it's Donnell, and he was a top ten. Yeah, and we had I I briefly mentioned Travis Kelsey last week, who had a, a nice four for eighty one line. So that was solid for for actually, a streamer. Actually, Donnell was a top eight in PPR, and he outscored Julius Thomas. I just saw that. Boom! And Julius oh, Thomas had yeah. the touchdown. Yeah, and Donnell, yeah, I mean, that's the thing with Donnell. I think that he's just strangely going to be like this high volume guy. Mm-hmm. Like, a, he's going to, ha- you're going to have to attach that, you know, in PPR, I think, yeah, to yeah. Donnell's name. He had, he had that juicy matchup against the, the Arizona defense that you just target every single week. Right. Yeah. So he was, he, you know, he was, he was bound to do something. Plus that offense, I mean, I, I really like Donnell. And we talked about this briefly last week. I like Donnell more than a lot of people, mostly because Ben McAdoo was the tight ends coach, um, and and they're already feeding him. They're already feeding Donnell. So why not just ride that? It's kind of similar to what what's going on with Niles Paul. Also, Niles Paul was a former wideout, which is always good to find in tight ends. Mm. So wow. just throwing that I, out there. I, I think it's worth uh, noting that um, <laughs> both Gary Barnage and Jacob Tammy outscored Rob Gronkowski in week two. Oh, phenomenal. That's, that's fantastic. There, yeah. It's actually, you know, it's funny. You know, you look at the quarterback list. I'll, I'll say the quarterback streamers we had last week. Locker, uh, Fitzpatrick, and Alex Smith, they all had ten, between 10 to 15 fantasy points, which wasn't fantastic. But what we're finding this year, it's really strange. There's not much variance at the quarterback position at all. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, the only guy I think that has two straight 20-point performances is Peyton Manning, but it's not like Peyton Manning's lighting the world on fire like he did last year. Yeah, um, right. and, and you have Breeze, who's not doing anything. And, I, you know, he will blow up this week. It's bound to happen at home. Um, yeah, sure. But Breeze hasn't done anything. Rodgers had a big week, but obviously he struggled against Seattle in week one. Uh, Cutler is a top five quarterback, which I'm loving. But, you know, overall, it, it you know, even though the streaming options haven't been been fantastic yet, it's it, the quarterback pool has not been fantastic. So yeah. you're not really losing out whenever, you know, you start Alex Smith and he doesn't he doesn't throw a touchdown pass, but he still gets over fourteen fantasy points. 
Yeah, that was kind of amazing. I, you know, just looking at his totals, I thought, I thought, oh wow, that's going to be ugly. And then I was like, oh, fourteen. Yeah, I man, Konami code. He had forty-two rushing yards. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, I'm sad that we'll never, uh, we'll never get to really know, uh, you know, who would come out on top on in our in our little friendly uh, Jay Cutler versus Carson Palmer feud in the in the preseason. Yeah, that's true. Uh, uh, the, I guess you know maybe maybe Palmer will play again this this season. It remains to be seen. Yeah, it's but, sad um, though, man. It's it's just you know I mean I'm I'm being a total. Uh, total idiot here by saying, you know, by talking about fantasy implications of a guy's injury. But uh, I'm really disappointed that, uh, the, like, he's been healthy for since his knee uh, went boom in Cincy. Right. I mean, like, you know, like, he, he doesn't miss games like this. Right. He's a really sturdy guy. So there's also a misunderstanding okay. about that knee injury that he was worse after that happened. He actually had his best season after that knee injury occurred. Oh, which, I did not know. Yeah. That. Yeah. That. I only I, I know that mostly because I'm a Steeler fan and I hear crap and I lived in Cincinnati and I heard crap all the time about that about the the playoff game where Kimo von Olhoffen rolled over on him, but um, yeah I mean it didn't derail his career whatsoever and he looked he looked really fun in week one I think fun is the best way to describe it. Yeah, fun because it was highly stressful, and he looked <laughs> occasionally like occasionally like total garbage, and then he, and then he he ended up with three hundred plus yards and two scores. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was just so fun, so fun, man. There were some really bad beats this week though too with the Brandon Marsh. Like, I was oh. I'm writing my start sit column for tomorrow, and my I'm I'm referencing my my brother's league. He had he he decided to to start Justin Hunter over Brandon Marshall. Which which wasn't a bad move, you know, no, before no, no, the no, week no. started, um, and he was up by thirty points going into thirty. He was up thirty point four points going into Monday night, and his opponent had Darren Sproles, and he lost by point four. Mm. Yeah, like that's the kind yeah. of stuff. It's just rough. That is that is a that's a that's the worst beat. Wow. Yeah, really, really, really tough. Um, but yeah, so who were who were some of the defenses last week so we can cover all that? Um, we had, uh, unfortunately the Packers. Yeah. I played, I, I had them on FanDuel a little bit. Yeah. Um, and oh gosh, I don't, I'm, I'm blanking here. Did we talk Buffalo? I remember I, I, cause I was, I, I did love Buffalo last week, but I don't know if we actually talked about them on the podcast cause they had the uh, yeah. return touchdown. Yeah, we did. Uh, we did talk about them. We talked about the Cardinals. Right. Uh, and, um, I think that's it for for last week, but okay. um, overall, not bad. Yeah, I mean the the Packers was I, I always like I I use the Packers in some uh, daily fantasy tournaments because I felt like they were really high variance um, uh, type play. Mm-hmm. Oh, we oh we we mentioned I, I mentioned Washington. Oh right, yeah, and they killed it against Jacksonville, and so yeah, I mean last week uh, Zona finished third in points. Uh, Defensive points. Washington finished fourth, um, and then um, the Packers were down tw- the twenty second highest scoring team. Yeah, solid, pretty solid. Yeah, and yeah. and I, again, you know, I've, I'm seeing people like complaining on well, not to me on Twitter, but I think that they're complaining about how difficult the season has been so far from a streaming perspective. And I'd actually argue otherwise because i think the season has just been ridiculous so far through the first two weeks period it's just been very very like every position is kind of a cluster 
Yes. A cluster F. A cluster. We're, we're going to clean it up for the kids. <laughs> yeah, it's just been a cluster. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's been, it hasn't been, you know, it, it, it's, it's not as though everyone's, you know, studs are panning out as well from, from uh, at any position. So oh, that's true. So it's been rough. Uh, but Kenny Darter probably loves Jimmy Graham's performance last week. Oh my God. You know, I, uh, I, I talked some, I talked some trash and just so everyone knows, I, I legitimately, I am not Kenny Darter on Twitter. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I am not ZZ either. That's also one thing I do want to just, just throw out there is that we are not at all making fun of people who draft those positions early. We're actually, the, the goal here is to make fun of us because we're kind of pathetic doing this every single week. Yeah, and we're so sure of ourselves, and so <laughs> yeah, and, and and you know, so I mean, basically the the Kenny Darter thing, <clears throat> I won't get into that, but I will say this on Twitter: that's not me. That's 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 someone else. I really enjoy the account, by the way. Keep whoever you are, keep it up. You crack me up. It's very funny. Yeah, it's it's just it's just biting enough without get without going over the top. But anyway, I I trash talked uh, uh, Darter at halftime of the Browns uh, Saints game. And and then that came back to bite. And then, yeah, and then Jimmy Graham destroyed you. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. Um. Yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, if if those if those people who are running the the accounts want to DM us and tell us who you are, that would be help, that would be fun. But I kind of like the the mystery. I I'm I'm all about it, and uh, uh, just just keep. And there is a ZZ Jackarice in everyone. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. yeah so I mean, you know the the. The more parody accounts, the better. I think that that's that goes. Yeah, you have saying. another one too, don't you? Uh, there's a OCD Carter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that one's that one's phenomenal too. Yeah, where, where it's just like a string of like pitta 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 pitta. Yeah, that's so or good. Like, or like streaming Alex, streaming Alex, streaming Alex. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. Anyway, all right. It's it's, it's frighteningly real. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, all right, so let's get into some week two streamers, Dennis. Give us some defenses that we should plug into our lineups this week. All right, well, I really am having trouble finding any reason not to use the Saints defense this week. Um, uh, they're at home. They are an entirely different – I mean, they're, they're a different team at home, okay? And, and I think people, people know this by now, um, but especially – uh, their their defense, um, I forget the exact numbers, but their defense averages more than double the fantasy points uh, per game at home than they do on the road um, o- over the p- or last season in, in 2013. Um, they're only owned um, in 11% of NFL.com leagues. So, uh, you know, we're talking about a defense that's widely available. They're going to play a an Adrian Peterson-less uh, Saints defense uh, I'm sorry, uh, uh, Vikings team uh, in the dome. Uh, Matt Castle. We all saw what happens when when you apply pressure on him. Uh, we saw that last week against the Patriots. So uh, I, you know, I think that this is one where uh, the 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 two things that you want with a streaming defense. Uh, well, three things. You want a home matchup. You want a team that can apply pressure, consistent pressure on the quarterback, and you want an an accurate quarterback who has to throw a lot of passes. And I think that you check all three of those boxes right here with this Saints Vikings matchup. Uh, so I would feel very confident rolling with New Orleans this week. Yeah, I hear that. Um, especially, you know, as you mentioned with Adrian Peterson not not being active. Right, and uh, 
so they, that's that's sort of my that's not sort of my top option. That is my top option for this week. Uh, and then uh, the Browns uh, are uh, are there available on seventy two percent of NFL.com waiver wires. Um, uh, and I know that might not reflect everybody's league uh, waiver wire um, uh, situation, but uh, they're out there. They're playing a Ravens offense that has looked, you know, uh, pretty abysmal through through two weeks. Um, they're sort of ma- manufacturing points at this point. Uh, they so the Browns are at home, which we like. Uh, they the, the last I checked, it was a pick 'em, so no one no one is favored in that game. Right. Um, but and they 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 get a team basically with no running game to speak of, um, and, and and no passing Flacco, game. <laughs> yeah, so Flacco's going to have to throw. I mean, you know, Flacco threw sixty two times in Week One. Yeah. I'm not saying that's going to happen, but I'm saying that clearly the Ravens know that they have a major issue with the running game, um, and uh, you know, I I just I I think there's a lot going for the Browns here. I, I I'll say that the Saints are clearly clearly have a higher ceiling than the Browns do in this one uh in, in this week but uh I th- I see the Browns as a a, a very safe play mm-hmm. with with a nice floor yeah I agree that's the, the over under is very attractive it's a it's a, an, a divisional game which is AFC North divisional games tend to be lower scoring um yeah. I, I I dig it I I I the Browns were one of the teams that I had in my 15 transactions article this week so I'm I'm all for that yeah, and I know I know the Browns scored a defensive touchdown last week, but they they managed twelve points against the Saints. Right. So, um, you know the, that's that's pretty good. I I mean I'm not saying that this this defense is going to be like you know elite must start, but I I am saying that they're going to have uh, I th- I think the Browns defense is going to have a, a lot of streaming uh, value going forward. Yeah, totally agree. Um, do you have any others? Uh, no, I'm going to stick with those two Browns Saints. Okay, that's solid. I. Uh... I'm interested to see how how daily pans out this week because I feel like the Bengals and Patriots are the most obvious plays this week. Like they're gonna just destroy. Um, but then there's yeah. but then there's those other options that are obviously cheaper. Like, well, I don't know how how cheap some of them are, but I'm assuming they're cheaper. Yeah, I mean, uh, actually, the Bengals are somehow <clears throat> the Bengals defense is somehow available on nine percent of waiver wires right now. So Jeez. if they're out. Go go get them. Go get them. I mean, I mean, Jake Locker made the uh, a Dallas defense look like the '85 Bears yeah. for for three quarters last. Yeah, week. you know why though that that's probably the case is because Atlanta was in Cincinnati this week and people were streaming, so they dropped them. Oh right, right. So. right. Well, I mean, man, you can't get better than the Bengals. Yeah, defense. yeah, I agree, totally agree. And if New England's out there for whatever reason, they're playing Oakland in Foxborough, and they're that's just wow. Uh, uh, yeah, just destruction. Yeah, rest in peace, yeah. Raiders. All right, well, you know, this week from a quarterback perspective, um, it's kind of difficult. There's a lot of, like, middling options that I think are cap- pretty capable of putting double-digit points up on the board but maybe don't have the ceiling that you would want to try to get, you know, a top-six quarterback play. And that's okay. I think it's, you know, it's the beginning of the season. Streaming's more difficult. Once we have more data, things will get better. Like I mentioned earlier, I've only compiled like a QB ten right now, so it's not it's not the easiest thing in the world at the beginning of the season. But it gets it gets easier as we gradually move on, and and players like Josh McCown happen. Um, yeah, exactly. So you know, uh, my number one streamer this week. It was tough to pick one uh, one guy that I'm targeting, but I've decided to go with Ryan Tannehill. Um, he scored twelve point eight and twelve point seven points. 
in during his first two weeks. So he's been pretty pretty bad to start mm-hmm. the season. Thing is, is that both those games were within the division, uh, and this week he gets Kansas City, who has been the worst defense from uh, a pass defense perspective this season, uh, second worst according to number fire metrics uh, outside of Indianapolis, or the worst outside of Indianapolis, the second worst including Indianapolis. Um, and the other thing with with Ryan Tannehill that I really like this week, uh, from if you're from a strategy perspective, is that he gets Oakland next week. So if you do pick up Ryan Tannehill to stream against Kansas City, um, you're going to be able to use him again next week against Oakland, where he should be able to put put up 15 to 20 points. I'm I'm expecting you know maybe a similar output um, as he's had. Hopefully, getting an additional touchdown. Um, so you know I'm not I don't have like crazy crazy high expectations, but it's at home. Uh, it's not a division game. Uh, the Chiefs' defense has looked pretty bad. They made Jake Locker look like a quarterback monster in week one. Um, I understand that, you know, they, they, they played Peyton in week two. So that is a, a, is part of the reason why they, their, their numbers don't look as good. But, but again, that, that week one game against Jake Locker was pretty telling. Um, so I think, I think Tannehill, Tannehill has the, the, the rushing ability as well to potentially do some work there. And also the no shot injury could force them to, to throw a little bit more, which they did in week two compared to week one. So, um, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty, I, I wouldn't say high on Tannehill, but if I had to pinpoint one, he would be it. Yeah. You know, I, I, that, that rushing component for Tannehill, you know, I, I think that that's something that we were, we, you know, we were hoping to see more of this year with, with, uh, with the new offensive coordinator yeah. coming from Philly and, you know, because Foles had some, uh, Konami code action last year and, and this year and, and uh, and he's not particularly fast or athletic, right? And and Tannehill is. Right. I mean, Tannehill's a real athlete, right? Um, and so he has right now. He has nine? he has seven seven rushes for nine yards. Yeah, yeah. Two games. And I, I would just I as a you know fan, for fantasy purposes, I would love to see them actually use his full ability and not make him just a a statuesque pocket passer. Yeah, he had he had four for eleven last week, which was a good sign. Um, and again, I, I think, you know, it's it's not a sexy play this week to, to put Ryan Tannehill in your fantasy lineup, but I think it's a safe option, and I think it's a I think it's a smart one because of that that week four game against Oakland. So um, I'm cool with with you throwing him in there this week. Um, two other guys, the uh, one other guy is is Geno Smith. Um, you know, like we said earlier, he's been kind of a standalone uh, middle of the road QB two so far as a 16th best quarterback. I mean, I'm sure his numbers, I haven't looked, but I'm sure his numbers aren't far off from being a, a QB one. Um, he had 17 points last week because of that rushing touchdown. The one worry I have with Gino, two worries. The, the first one is that the bears defense who they're playing on Monday night looked a lot better uh, in, in that second half against San Francisco last week, like looked really good. And, mm-hmm. and that's, that's a little bit scary. The other thing, I don't know if I would roll out Geno if you know, you know, on Saturday that Eric Decker is not going to play. Yeah, that freaks me out. And and that's that's kind of scary. I know that people are going to say, and I saw this on Twitter today, and it's valid that, um, you know, Geno down the stretch last year was a very serviceable quarterback, as we know, uh, especially in favorable matchups, and he didn't have Eric Decker. Um, but at the same time, you want that upside and you want that security blanket, or else Geno Smith is a is a is a very risky play um so, yeah go ahead were you gonna say something 
Yeah, yeah. It's just the 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 part about uh, the difference between Gino in a win and a loss, right? Um, which was huge. It was like twenty three point six points in wins, uh, eight points in, uh, in in losses last year. So last week, uh, you know, although the, the although they ended up losing, you know, we have to remember that the Jets were up big to start that game, and they had all the positive game script going for them. Uh, through through the vast majority of that game against the Packers, so uh, that that really like that as much as I want him to be able to perform just one time, you know when when the Jets get down by by a few points and have to play from behind, I that last week was not it. Right. So that that's something something to be aware of. I, but you, but you look at there are so few like really good legit streaming quarterback streaming options this week that. He he falls right in there as as you know maybe the second or third best option. Yeah, exactly. That's how that's how I'm kind of looking at it as well. And he you know at home last year he had seven touchdowns to eight interceptions versus five and thirteen on the road for what it's worth. Um, so I, I think it's it's viable that that he has a good week. But again, I would I would probably stay away if Eric Decker if if it's confirmed that he's not playing. And it's kind of it's a little bit iffy right now. There's not a whole lot other than the fact that it's not like a serious injury. It sounds like. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, and that and that's really tough because that's Monday night, right? right? Exactly. It's you're yeah. you're going to be in a position that, um, you know, Cutler owners were in last week, and and that's never fun. No. Um, and then the third guy, there's I'll I'll mention a couple other guys just in case, but the third guy, and again, this this to me is a very very risky play. It's Kirk Cousins. Um, I know that he looked good against Jacksonville last week, and actually. According to our passing that expected points metrics at number fire, he's he's the sixth best quarterback in the league right now. He's playing 15 points uh, above expectation in one game, in, in less than one game. Uh, but that's because he played Jacksonville and because he was he was pretty mistake free in that game. Um, the the fact of the matter is our our, our numbers that we use there, uh, you know, peg him as a very very inefficient quarterback, really really inefficient, um, and way worse than RG three. Um, yeah. and the, the one thing just Deshaun Jackson's not healthy either. So who knows what happens? He said that he's going to play against Philly, but the other thing too, is that, you know, Philly's past defense over, you know, they've over the last three halves that they've played has actually looked pretty good. Um, they, they, they held Andrew Luck for the most part in check. I know the reason why Andrew Luck was relevant last week was because he, he threw touchdowns. It, it wasn't, you know, he, he only had seven seventy nine yards in, during the third quarter. Um, mm-hmm. And I think I, I, there's a little bit worry there that their pass defense um, is playing a lot better than what they did last year and what we thought how they would perform. Um, but then there's also the fact that Kirk Cousins is not proven. Uh, there's D- the Deshaun Jackson injury, as I said. They're on the road. It's a high. It's a high over under, which I like. That's that's probably mm-hmm. the one thing that's keeping me on on the Kirk Cousins train. So I actually I think I like Cousins more than Geno this week, and I like Tannehill most. Um, but those are those are the the main three options. But then there's also guys, two other guys that I think that you could do worse with, um, is Ryan Fitzpatrick against the Giants. I think that he has another very high floor game, yeah. like we'll see from him throughout the season. Something crazy on a per drop back basis, no quarterback has better nep than Ryan Fitzpatrick this year. Yeah, I, I was actually uh, the on the fantasy points per pass attempt. He's really high up there as well. Yeah, and that's what happens I, when you play the Redskins and the and the Raiders. Well, and I, you know, I think 
he is I don't think that he's a guy that we want to have to throw right. 45 50 times a game. I think that the offense as it has been functioning against two inferior opponents is you know pretty conducive to some good good fantasy production. Not great, but good. Yeah. From from Fitzpatrick where I mean, I think he's only throwing 21 passes a game. Exactly, yeah. And and but he's making the most of them. Right. He's he's a smart core. I mean, he, it's actually funny cuz he he hasn't been um, he's kind of erratic at times. Like he's just like, he, he just throws his body around on the field and, yeah. and it's, it's funny. He's been very efficient this year. I think he's, you know, he's, he's utilizing his weapons. Uh, like Deandre Hopkins has, has had a good start to the season. Um, and obviously as Andre Johnson, I think that, that it's good that, um, you know, he's not trying to do too much in that offense, which is kind of what you need from him, uh, as a fantasy quarterback. Um, and then the other guy is EJ Manuel, who's, you know, he started, he has a little over 14 points per game to start the season. Uh, he's playing San Diego in Buffalo. I don't, I don't like EJ Manuel as a passer, um, but I, I don't think that it's a terrible option this week at quarterback. Again, there's just a bunch of these guys that are just so average this week that no one's really jumping off the page, uh, like Carson Palmer in week one and like Jake Locker last week, even though Locker didn't perform. Um, but, you know, I think that you could do worse than EJ Manuel. Yeah, I mean, he's actually uh, he's been pretty pretty efficient with with the opportunities being given. It's just that that that's not really gonna that offense is really not gonna produce consistent right. quarterback points. Yeah, I would say you know both him and Fitzpatrick are deep league plays that you know probably the majority of people listening you know wouldn't need to go that route because Ryan Tannehill's on the wire. Exactly. Um, all right, so you want to give your first tight end recommendation. Yeah, well, let's stay on the Niles Paul uh, bandwagon here. We gotta invite him on the podcast, man. I, I mean, is it possible that he'd come on? I think it is. We need to start some sort of hashtag, like hashtag Get Niles Paul on Living the Stream. Yeah, I mean that, that short know. and sweet. Yeah, it is. Hey, listen, that that is what that's only like fifty-seven characters. Yeah, it's not. No, yeah, not uh, terrible. So okay, Niles Paul is is <laughs> amazingly. Um, Unowned in ninety four percent of NFL. After after waiver wire transactions. After, yes, right. No, no, no. Yeah, this is not just people who picked him up last week. People have now been able to pick him up and have not. So um, Jordan Reed is not going to play this week. I mean, they haven't officially declared him out, but um, he's not going to play. Um, uh, Paul, although I don't really love to talk about chemistry as a reason to play a guy. Um, there, you know, the the Washington press has talked about how uh, Kirk Cousins and Niles Paul uh, have worked a lot together on that second team Washington offense, um, and so there is some trust there. You know, I I don't think it's worth discounting. It's not the reason I'm playing him. The reason I'm playing him is because he saw ten targets last week. He caught eight of them. He is, uh, you know, maybe the only red zone threat for for that team right now. Yeah. Um. I mean, uh, he's not a huge guy, but neither is Deshaun Jackson, and and neither is Pierre Garcon. So, um, uh, I I I like he ran a lot of routes last week. I think one hesitation I had on on Paul going into week two, and I mentioned this on the show, was that uh, Logan Paulson had had run more pass routes the week before in week one mm-hmm. um, after Jordan Reed went down. So there was like some you know there was some concern. Uh, that that it would be some sort of timeshare, some sort of horrible timeshare where, like the the dad runner Paulson, <laughs> would 
would would get would get like some you know some serious run. We need but, to, we need to do some sort of like movie trailer called Dad Runner or a movie called Dad Runner and just feature all yeah. all of the guys that run like dads. Yeah, and well, you saw uh, uh, Rumford Johnny made that great. Right, right. Oh, that's post. that's why my mind is doing that. Yeah, yeah. So credit to Rumford yeah. there. Yeah, exactly. So uh, uh, we're uh, uh, I'm I'm playing Paul in in a couple redraft leagues. He's still pretty cheap in daily, so. Um, you know, get, get on the band. I don't think last week was a fluke. I really, uh, I really don't. I mean, through through two weeks, um, you know, he has uh, 185 yards receiving. Right, you know, and he's getting volume. It's not like these are fluky long touchdowns. Yeah, no, I, I, exactly. I uh, no, you know what? I'm gonna let you talk about him. You go. You you talk about a streaming tight end that, of yours that we that that I told you that I was gonna steal from you this week. Yeah, and, and and you know what, you you can, and I'll tell you why after. Okay, um, so my number one streaming tight end this week is Jared Effing Cook. <laughs> um, so you know the matchup is ideal. He's playing Dallas, who let up two touchdowns to Vernon Davis in Week One. Delaney Walker stomped on Dallas last week. Like he just he just put his foot easy, on. Easy. Oh, whoa, okay. On the Dallas defense. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Delaney Walker had a 10-142 one line last week. I mean, it was insane. Um, and, and, you know, while what's really crazy, the, the St. Louis offense is really interesting right now because you have Brian Quick at wide receiver who's seen 18 of 35 wide receiver targets, which is just insane. Um, and then, But then you have Jared Cook who has, has averaged six targets per game over the, fir- over the first two weeks. Um, but the matchup just screams opportunity. He has four catches in both in both of his first two games, which is big. You know, he's he hasn't shown the inconsistency yet that he did last year, which is very important. Um, yeah. But I, I think he's he's an ideal streaming option this week. I'm probably going to play him in daily as well. Yeah, I, he he's shockingly cheap in daily. I thought that the kind of the the perception of him as a great. Uh, under the radar play would would catch up to his daily price, but I on most sites it has not. Right. Uh, my I guess my hesitation with with Cook and and I know I'm I'm uh, I'm always talking about Cook on Twitter and everything, but um, the uh, I know the, the the Cowboys are horrendous against tight ends. My my worry is that this game won't be a blowout and that the Rams will be able to run the offense that they want to run, which is Zach you know it's three and a half yards in a cloud of dust. Yeah. So, um, that just, this know, actually makes me feel good, Denny. I, you know what? I, I, I hope it does. And, be- and I hope you're right. Because you, be- you get so many things correct on this podcast. And then it just seems like Jared Cook just burns you constantly. Yeah, oh, just, just burns me. He, so, like Jared Cook is, is your worst enemy, but you love yeah. him so much. Right, right. And, and this is my one week to go all in on him. I, maybe it's just like the like the natural contrarian in me that's like, oh, everyone loves Jared Cook now. Yeah. Well, I'm not. Yeah. Like you know, like I'm a Jared Cook hipster. You know, like <laughs> people, start, people start listening to my favorite band, and I'm like, I don't even know who they are anymore. He's got a. Yeah. He's got a, He's gonna have some week three juju. Yeah. Right. The, the right. The, I think that that's Jared Cook's uh, uh, first album. His uh, uh, first <laughs> album was called Week Week One Juju. Yeah. Um, it's a concept album. Um, but uh, you know, I think that. Uh, yeah, so this that might be what's happening here is that is that you know people are listening to my favorite band now, and I like that band better when I was the only one enjoying his four catches for forty seven yards. Yeah, yeah. You know, so boom. Yeah, 
I, I think he's he's a pretty obvious play this week, but as we saw last week with Tennessee, obvious plays don't don't mean that anything, especially against the same defense that we're targeting with Jared Cook. Yeah, yeah, and also in daily tournaments, be aware that you know we are not you're not going to be the only one who sees Cook's low low price and says, oh right. wow, well that's an opportunity. I mean, he's going to have I think he's going to have significant ownership uh, in in, uh, in in tournaments. Yeah, good point. All right. Do you have any? Do you have anyone else at tight end? I mean, you know, I feel remiss to not mention Larry Donald again. Yeah, that's true. Uh, got the Texans. I mean, his, yeah, his matchup is not is not great, but um, when when a guy's seeing, you know, uh, how, how many how many targets does he have? A lot. He has he has seventeen targets. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Through two weeks, he's had I'm, he's had two pretty good matchups. To be fair. Yeah. That, but yeah. but. I mean, it's it's pretty clear that that they don't have any semblance. Like the they're they the offense is like running through him right now. It's crazy. Yeah. So yeah. Right. I mean, he has. I'm I'm looking at the stats. He has 17 targets, 12 catches, 137 yards, and a touchdown. Um, uh, he a pretty you know pretty good catch rate at uh 71. percent So, I mean, you know why why not? Like I. I'm I'm playing him in, in at least one redraft this this week. Yeah. Um. And uh, and remember that he's a giant who will remain relevant in the red zone. I know he didn't catch a touchdown last week, but it's really only him and Ruben Randall right. that the Giants have in, in in the red zone. Yeah, that's a good point. Um. I, I I think right now the way that you have to look at tight ends is that just the way the the season's already gotten started with with so many guys just already coming out as as relevant. Um. You know, it's not necessarily matchup driven anymore, or right mm-hmm. now, especially because tight end matchups are difficult, are the most difficult to kind of look at uh, each week to begin with. Um, but then, you know, it's early in the season, so we don't have many data points. So you kind of have to go with guys who are getting volume. Yeah, yeah, and and um, you know, he fits. He definitely fits that bill. And again, you know, it's important, you know, t- to remember that that Ben McAdoo, uh, the offensive coordinator in New York, is has a um a history exactly as, as sort of a, a tight end guru right. and um uh so i you know i was always very interested uh if and when a tight end emerged in that offense and it's happened right. so i'm i'm you know i'm not all in on donald i'm not saying that he's going to be this uh streaming miracle because like i said i think that he really lacks something in standard um standard scoring but uh but i i really do like him this weekend going forward yeah, and I, I guess I should just continue to mention Travis Kelsey because he's he got yeah. he got more work in week two. He had four catches, um, eighty one yards. He's you know that offense needs something, and I think he's going to continue to see the see more work. Um, and not only that, but among every tight end in the league right now, he's third in the league in target net expected points, which is the number of points added on all targets. And a lot of that is because he's been so effective. What it means is that he's been so effective. When Alex Smith throws his way, and and only only Julius Thomas and uh, and Jimmy Graham are, are better, which is crazy. Yeah. yeah, and I think I think eventually he is he is going to prove uh, uh, worthy of all the praise that we've, that yeah. we've given him. Um, you know, I mean, it, it's it's disappointing that he hasn't been more involved. I think, especially in the red zone. I know he saw a target in week one in the red zone, but not or in the end zone. Um, but not not last week. He he ran uh he ran twenty uh he ran twenty three pass routes last week, which is an increase of eight 
routes from week one. Mm-hmm. So he ran 15 in week one, 23 in week two. So, you know, if he can really, with tight ends, that 25, 27 route range is 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 enough for a guy to consistently produce. So I, I, I think we'll see it, if not this week, sometime going forward i'm not giving up hope on kelsey no i'm i'm I'm, i still have him stashed in a number of leagues i just think that he's he's bound to be a a legit plug and play tight end this year um yeah no me too so all right so we got the saints and browns we have Tannehill, geno smith Kirk cousins and in deeper leagues maybe a little fitzpatrick and ej manuel at tight end we have niles paul jared cook uh larry donnell or donnell and um and travis kelsey that sounds yep. sounds like a good lineup this week. I mean, I, I'm struggling with Kelsey and Donnell in a couple weeks, yeah. so it's um, uh, it's I mean, it's a good. I think it's a good problem to have. Uh, the the uh, if I'm not mistaken, the Dolphins have a lot of injuries among li- their linebackers. Yeah, yeah. So that could could exploit some some matchups. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, to watch a linebacker try to cover Kelsey is uh, borderline comical. Yeah, like they're they just can't keep up. Uh, so that's um, and oh, I I, I wanted to mention uh, the um, against. Let's see, what was it? Oh, uh, the the Eagles uh, shutting down Dwayne Allen last oh, week. Oh God! I, yeah, I know that, that you know that that wasn't pleasant, but uh, I wouldn't let that deter you from playing um, a Niles Paul this week. Um, you know, the they they really were not looking uh, to get to get Allen involved in that game. I mean. They were trying to win that game on the ground, right? Uh, and and uh, and you know we all know Allen's a very good blocker. Uh, he's involved in that way, so uh, that that doesn't deter me at all from from uh, playing Niles Paul this week. Okay, cool. Um, all right, you want to get to some Twitter questions? Yeah. All right, I'll start reading handles really poorly. Okay. Um, <clears throat> first one is from Shakar Manor. At Shakar Manor, already off to a great start. Um, I said I said that pretty confidently, though. <laughs> That's all it takes. Um, who are the Who are your top three wide receivers to buy low? I think you know. Just if you, one guy that you need to buy low right now is Keenan Allen. I think. Yeah, I mean he's seeing twenty one or twenty two percent of uh, Philip Rivers throws. Yeah, I love so. Allen this week too. I think he's gonna he's gonna eat. Yeah, and he had he's had two horrendous matchups yeah exactly so we'll we'll just i mean if there is there another guy that's just the guy that comes to mind for me yeah i I think uh i mean yeah i think if someone is uh panicking over a brandon cook's week two performance which was not fantastic uh stat wise um then you know look to um you know look to get him on the cheap uh also uh kelvin benjamin yeah uh, i think has has sort of been uh not forgotten but you know, uh, his the perception of Kelvin Benjamin has taken a hit, let's say, for the first two weeks, and I think that he is he's really going to prove himself. Uh, you know, to to be um, if if not a, a a big yardage guy, um, just just a touchdown catching monster eventually. Yeah. So, uh, you know, if you can get him on, on the cheap, do it. Cool, um, and he's going to destroy the Steelers on Sunday if he plays. <laughs> he's apparently hurt. Um, reverse jinx reverse jinx yeah someone says at at rodney juice says pick up smith as streaming partner for cutler um i'm just saying right now that whether it's alex or gino i'm saying no 
Yeah, no, I mean, th- there's no re- you're never going to start either of those guys over Cutler, I don't think. Right. Uh, this is from at Pratic underscore FF. He says, JJ, this week, Locker, Gino, or Cousins? I'm going with Cousins. I have Cousins highest in my rankings. Cool. Um, let's see. This is from our buddy Nathan Powell at NPAL FFW. Why did the chicken cross the road? Yeah, I saw that one. I uh, I ran it through my algorithm, and it just gave me a middle finger. So. Yeah, I, bl- I actually blocked Nathan. <laughs> Sorry, Nathan. Um, this one's from at Hank Drebin. At LT Hank Drebin. Hello. W- All right. Would you try to trade away Asiata and Walker for Le'Veon Bell? Uh, <laughs> I didn't. Sorry, I should have. I should have vetted these before I read them on here. Uh, I would say, you know, hesitantly, yes. Yeah, yes, do that. Uh, oh, look, it's our buddy Ducalion. Ducalion. Who I got that correctly last week. I pronounced that correctly. Still, I still say it's douche Callion. <laughs> yeah. Um. So this guy, he says, uh, Tory versus Kelvin again. Mainly, do you guys see Tory becoming the top targeted wide receiver, or is he destined to stay number two? I, I'm just so sad about Tory. I don't. It is even pretty know. sad. I I would go with Kelvin this week if he's healthy for sure. Yeah, me too. So. No, this is. I mean, Tory's uh, uh, first three games are just nightmare matchups. Yeah, it's not fun. Work, you know. So yeah, it, Benjamin, if he's healthy. Um, and then the same guy, Evan Chandler at Ducalion says, with all the injuries, should handcuffs be utilized more, regardless of talent? Drop Crowell for Blue. Okay, so I want to make a note. I just want to say, make a note with my voice. I want to say that people are overstating the hell out of running back injuries right now. It's just, it's just beyond like if you like this happens every single year. This is nothing new. Like the reason, in you know, the reason you're getting running backs early in fantasy drafts is to play the odds more than anything else because this happens. Um, so. I don't. I'm not a handcuff guy to begin with. Right. I mean, and 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 that's that's fine. I mean, you know, you don't have to be a handcuff guy. Um, I'm. I was trying for a joke there, and it didn't work. Uh, so the uh, uh, the I'm, I don't really handcuff uh, running backs either. Um, yeah. And this is just. I feel like this handcuff running back situation is just opening itself up for all sorts of inappropriate uh, <laughs> jokes, including law law and order joke so um but uh also stop saying that jamal like the the thing about jamal charles being injury prone yeah it's silly i mean, I mean you know i because i just saw that a couple times and whew, I, I know that he slipped on a first down marker three years ago and blew out of the <laughs> and, and ruined your season but you know let's give the guy a break yeah matt forte had that same tag and it didn't back in like two years ago and it didn't make any sense right um this is from at chief underscore arrowhead thank you for having a, a readable twitter handle uh yeah. he said is romo start worthy this uh, i'm assuming this, this week uh where do i have him hold on uh i don't think i have him in my top 12 so the answer would be no i think i mean just given though like the the options this week like I would start Romo over Tannehill. Uh yeah, I would. You know, like I would. There aren't many guys that I I really am am loving 
uh, enough. Dallas is favored by a point. The over-under is 45. I could see him having a couple touchdowns. I mentioned Romo in uh, my Roto Grinders column uh, as as a as a guy that um, would be a great against the grain play. As you know, people uh, and rightfully so. I mean, he's been written off by a lot of people in the fantasy industry as as a viable fantasy option. So right. um, I think that you know, with with that perception so low, with his daily fantasy salary plummeting, I just talked about how those things kind of align with a good matchup here uh, at St. Louis uh, for, you know, possibly uh, a, a nice little tournament play. Yeah. Um, this is from uh, at Trobes 27. He said, pick one, Sanu, Hilton, or Wheaton? Well, Hilton, if he's healthy, I mean, he, I know he had a groin injury. Yeah. I'm cool with that. Uh, yeah, Wheaton's mean, got a tough matchup. Yeah. I mean, Carolina's secondary is legit. Yeah. They're playing well. Um, and then pick two out of Forte, Le'Veon Bell, and Martin. Well, I mean, come on. Yeah, I'm saying the first two. You don't know what's going on with Dougie. Yeah, no, I mean, Doug, yeah, no, I, Doug Martin is almost unstartable at this point until we know what's going on right. with his injury, with his role. We don't know any of that. Yeah. Oh, God, here comes a, oh, my gosh, this is going to be bad. At Salvage with a J, PHX, Salvage Phoenix. Just got to salvage that city, man. Um, how to stream. I'm assuming he meant who to stream. Okay. Tannehill, Locker, or Alex Smith? I'm going, ta- uh, I'm going Tanny. Yeah, I have Tannehill highest. I, I'm, not, I'm not playing Locker anywhere, guys. Yeah, I'm not either. I don't know why people are getting so excited about this. Uh, he, showed us, <laughs> he showed us last week that he's not as good as we thought he was. Right, I mean, right now, I, it, it could have just easily been a, a bad game, and I, I'm a big locker backer as well. Um, I know you're, you're a huge apologist. Yeah, yeah. So you know, if I'm saying that it's probably not a good idea to to start him this week, it's probably not a good idea to start him this week. Yeah, yeah. No, if 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 JJ can't wrap his head around the idea, yeah. Um, this is from at jroll23. He said, "Would love to hear your thoughts about rest of season value for Gerhardt, Steven Jackson, and Fred Jackson." I'll say this, I'm I'm not upset about well, like I, I really didn't see Toby Gerhardt. I, I say I I say this not even in hindsight. The reason I wasn't high on Gerhardt is because you need an efficient passing offense to score touchdowns, and Toby Gerhardt is quite easily like you knew that he was going to get volume, but he also needed to score, and I'm afraid that he's not going to score this year, much at all. Right. I mean, uh, he. I, he's a hold for me because you can't I sell think, him. Like, I think yeah, I think Blake Bortles uh, eventually starts, and yeah. and that's that's his only hope. Right. That's a, it's that you're you're right, and that that's sad, but that's the way it is. With Stephen Jackson, the you know he hasn't ran he hasn't run the ball that poorly this year. Um, I was looking at his NEP numbers earlier. Um, I th- I'd say Stephen Jackson's probably ahead of Fred Jackson right now because mm-hmm. of touchdown potential. Yeah, just I mean, the way it's... that I mean, it's unfortunate. The, the problem with Buffalo is they're running the ball, but they're doing it with eighteen running backs. Yeah, I mean, I hate to say it, but I think you're right. Yeah, uh, this is from Leo Kaliski at Leo Kaliski. Sit one in standard scoring: Shane Vereen, Lamar Miller, Roddy White. <sighs> Sit one. Yeah. I mean, you know, 
Vereen was benched last week because he didn't extend to get a first down, right? Yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I'm hearing is that he he went out of bounds or something. I mean, this is an amazing thing. I mean, this makes <laughs> it, it so this this makes it so dangerous to own a New England running. Yeah, back. but they get they have Oakland though. No, I know. Uh, and what I was going to say is that uh, 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 I did a, a thing for XN Sports where I looked at uh, dip, dip, um, sorry matchup dependent running backs. Long story short, Ridley excels against bottom run defenses. Yeah does terribly against top-run defenses, and it's completely vice versa for uh, Vereen. Interesting. Uh, That's good. So, it, yeah, so it's so this this makes me very hesitant to play Vereen in this matchup because the Raiders' run defense is, is really Huge bad. Run, yeah. And so they the Patriots tend to use Ridley in games in which he can just, you know, bulldoze these, these bad run defenses. So, so I, I actually, I'd have to... <laughs> Gosh, I hate to say this, but I have to sit for I'm going to sit Lamar Miller. So, sorry, yeah, Leo. Um, Next question. Oh, the next question is from Tom Everett Scott, who was the drummer in that thing you do, that Tom Hanks movie. How do you know that? Because he's fo- he, follow- he follows me and I follow him on Twitter. Because, oh right! Oh, that guy! Right? Oh, yeah. Oh, 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 so, oh, oh. so I was talking. You know, I was talking to him a little bit on Twitter today, and we have our first celebrity tweeting at us, Denny. That's awesome. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's it's amazing, and he's also uh, Steve Zahn was in that movie, who um, was also in a movie that I'm that I love almost more than any other movie because it's so amazingly, it's it's just so bad that it's amazing. Is Saving Silverman. Oh, it is so bad. I I saw that on one of my first dates with my wife. Wow, when we were in high school, dude. Saving Silverman's phenomenal. It is so horribly good. It's so horribly good. I I can quote everything in that movie. But Steve Zahn is in that movie, and Tom Everett Scott was with Steve Zahn in in the the um, that thing you do. So thanks yeah. thanks for the question, Tom. I'll read that question now. The best part about this is how he phrases it. Do I start, Alex? quotes out sorry alex quote jesus christ unquote smith or gino this week (laughs) meaning meaning tom knows that alex smith is jesus right and and gino gets no respect (laughs) you know as far as deities go (laughs) none none None. i'd probably start i'd start gino though over alex smith oh man yeah i guess yes i would but maybe if decker doesn't go i'd start alex smith Sorry, Tom. That's not a very good answer. No. Well, yeah. Okay. Here's the thing. If Decker does not, if, if on Saturday or or Sunday morning, if we hear that Decker's not going to play on Monday, start Alex. Yeah. If not, uh, go with Gino and don't watch the game. Yeah. Don't. The Monday game. Just play him and don't worry about it. Yeah. Definitely don't. And tell tell Steve Zahn that I said hello. Yeah. I mean, who, whoever that that guy sounds cool. That's the yeah. dude from Saving Silverman, man. Which guy? He's the one that was the 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 rodent uh, dude, the one who like got the raccoon oh, like attacked him. Nice. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Phenomenal. I love. I love. I love you, Tom. <laughs> um, this one is from at Silva's Freckles, Evan Silva. Uh, it's it's actually a parody account though for for Evan Silva. He asked okay. if if our fantasy teams were eaten this season. Oh god! So we so he's gonna make us fantasy douche again. Yeah. How are your How uh, are your teams doing? Uh, 
my um, Apex Writers League is going very well. Uh, my auction Two Mugs Auction League is going well, and my home league is a pretty pretty horrible wow. overall. Yeah, that's usually how it goes. Yeah, actually, the, but, I'm this year. I'm so I'm in eleven leagues this year, and yeah. I only have one winless team, and I have six two and O teams. Off to a good start. 11 dude i'm in five and i feel like i sh- i should have just cut it out yeah please. i'm in the the owen two team is my number fire writers league and it's just a it's a it's a disaster it's the it's just a walking mess i had i started with ap and andre ellington in that draft oh and it's just been and like deshaun jack and then i went right because it was a 14 team league and then i got alfred morris and then like deshaun jackson was my number one wide out the way that the draft was flowing it's just a mess like I might not win a game in that league. Oh. It's bad. Uh, the Colts are the Saints D this week at MHS 28. Colts are Saints? Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, well, oh. Col- Colts uh, yeah. at Jacksonville. I, yeah. I, I'd say I mean, the Saints because they're at home. I, I feel the same. I mean, it's hard to say no to a team playing the playing the uh, Jags, but, but I think that it, this says more about how how bullish I am on New Orleans. Yeah, I, I I'm with you. I like New Orleans more. Um, this is from at at Steve Smith Beta. Um, he says, should I sit Matt Ryan on Thursday Night Football and stream this week? Uh, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't either. I you know I understand the the reason because it's a, you know it's Thursday night and quarterbacks don't perform as well. But I think that the the matchup's still good enough that you should just play him. Yep. Um, this is from at Limlam8. He said, trade away Lynch for Breeze in return. No. Oh. No. No. No, unless it's a 14-point passing touchdown league. Um, and then there's three more that we'll do really quick because we're running out of time. Uh, this is at KingfishPaz. He said, should I be concerned over Randall Cobb? Yards plus targets are low. Seems... Much too dependent on touchdowns. Yes. Rich Rebar has been the leader of this, I believe. Yeah, he is. I mean, he's he's a small receiver who is currently dependent on touchdowns, and that is a bad thing. Yeah, and Rich Rich warned us all about this, I remember, at the beginning of the season. Um, about Cobb, yeah. Mm-hmm. Rich is always right. Yeah, bastard. Uh, this is at sort. Okay, at sort as well. Uh, he said 0.5 PPR. Roddy White or Doug Barton for Julio Jones and Terrence West? Hmm. I, I'm I'm sticking with the Roddy-Doug Martin side simply because, you know, Ben Tate's going to come back in a couple weeks. You know what? I might go the other way on that because I don't – I just <laughs> – Doug I, Martin. I just don't, yeah, I'm just, I'm just out on Doug Martin and Tate could be out for, for yeah. you know, for a while. Um, but about Cobb real quick, I just saw he had 97 97- – receiving yards yeah you just score three, three touchdowns and three touchdowns that's yeah ridiculous. it's silly it's just dumb uh, Th- those touchdowns last week should have been jordy's um, oh don't don't be bitter jordy had yeah, no. 38 i know he got me he, he was the reason why DraftKings was amazing last week oh my god how dare you be bitter about that <laughs> um and then last question this is from at rob v smith he says russell wilson or kirk cousins for this week uh, Russell Wilson, I have him as the top seven guy. Yeah, I think Russell Wilson's in for he's Russell Wilson's like beautiful. DraftKings too, he's really really cheap. Um, I know. Don't tell him. Yeah, I should, probably shouldn't have said that. Um, and then 
two of the following at flex. Matt ass ass. <laughs> Matt, I, think, I think we're done here. <laughs> Matt Asiata, Mohamed Sanu, F. Jax, and Michael Floyd. Two of them. I mean, uh, you bench two of them? So, yeah, so yeah. I'm, I'm benching. Or start uh, two. It doesn't really matter. I'm, yeah, I'm benching. I'm benching. I'm benching Asiata and, uh, and probably, I mean, Floyd if Carson doesn't play. You would bench him? I actually think that I'm going to go completely opposite of you and start Asiata against that New Orleans defense that isn't playing very well, despite what we said earlier in this podcast. Yeah. Um, and I'd probably go with Michael Floyd. Sorry about that. Yeah, we just completely screwed with you, Rob V. Smith. Yeah. Sorry, bud. All right, well, we were kind of running out of time, so we won't rant today. Um, I already had enough crap going on on Twitter last night. Um, I, I do want to say one, just one thing about... Uh, something I noticed on Twitter today. It's not really a rant, okay. but I just, it, this struck me as, as something that you just, we would not have seen even two seasons ago. And, and that was this. It was a simple Twitter question that came to me this afternoon, and it was just Brady or Cousins. Yes. And, you know, that, that it just, it, it hit me as like this, this like moment of, of clarity. Like people, the people are playing matchups like streaming is a thing streaming these positions is a thing and and i know like lots of people have talked about it we're not like the originators of this or anything but it is very much mainstream very much accepted to the point where people will say you know 500 times super bowl champion tom brady is going to sit on my bench for kirk cousins right. kirk cousins okay because you know cousins you know, you know, because Kirk Cousins has a nice matchup, will throw a lot, whatever, whatever the reasons are. But anyway, it's just nice to it's nice to see that that it has become that accepted where someone is willing to ask that question. That's not a question that would have been asked as recently, probably as two seasons ago. Yeah, totally agree with you, man. It's it's good to see some more intelligent. Not not that fantasy owners were unintelligent prior, but they're just using more information that's out there, and it's really good to see. Yep. So, all right, Denny, well, where can everyone find you at? Uh, at CD Carter 13 on the Twitter and I write for XN Sports, Roto Grinders, The Fake Football, and 4 for 4. Nice. Doing work. Doing work this season. So much. I'm JJ Zacharyson. Uh, you can find everything that I do over at numberfire.com. Uh, lots of good content going on there. And also, I reference a lot of the net expected points stuff uh, on this podcast. We actually are now offering that data to our premium members. So if you are a premium member there, you can get the player rankings and all the NEP information that you want uh, on the website, which is cool. It's finally good to see that that information is kind of out there because it's it's some really interesting data. Um, but yeah, other than that, I think that's it. You ready to go get some, some milkshakes, buddy? Let's do it. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you in week four. Thank you for listening to Live in the Stream. We hope you enjoyed the internet podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes now. It won't take long, it's fast. For more fantasy football info, check out Make